Good evening. Welcome to our pre-board workshop on behalf of the Board of Trustees. Those that are absent are in an audit committee meeting presently, and it's running a little bit over, but we'd like to get started. So I will turn it over. The Bracero uh, Project. Yes. yes. Yes, Sandy. I think you probably just should you just you get started. Be, yeah. If you, you know, you were a disembodied voice, so we were going to have you <laughs> step in front of the. Uh, for you want me to? Or oh, I think you just need to introduce yourselves because we're recording it. Okay, you know, sounds so can, good. Can right, well, I will. Um, members of the board of trustees, President Kraft, college staff. Um, I'm really honored to be here and uh, to address you and tell you a little bit about this uh, Bracero exhibition that's coming up here in Napa. And really, most importantly, about the role of um, Napa Valley College and the Office of Student Services in bringing this exhibition to Napa, which I think is a pretty neat thing to be doing. A um, little introduction about myself. Um, my name's uh, Sandy, Sandra Nichols. I'm a cultural geographer. And for close to 10 years now, I've been working with the Office of Student Services with Oscar Diado and the Latino Hub on ways to document the Latino contributions to Napa's history, economy, and culture, and really to find ways to support Latino students' educational success and their engagement. Some of this is coming out of a sense that being ground in, grounded in their history and their heritage actually has educational advantages. So, unfortunately, right now, overall prospects for second-generation Latinos are not that good. Um, I've given talks about this, including a flex day talk with a lot of the, the data and the academic research behind this um, claim. I won't go into that now. But you can all pretty well know that in, given the com uh, current climate, which is pretty unwelcoming and anti-immigrant, um, and, and we all know those uh, federal policies that are loom hanging out there. So it's in this current climate of fear and uncertainty that I think it's really especially important for students, uh, families, and indeed for the community as a whole to know its history, to know where, how you've gotten, how we've gotten to where we are, and to draw strength from that knowledge. In this work, <clears throat> excuse me, many of us, myself included, are inspired by Luis Valdez, the extraordinary playwright and theater dia uh, theatrical director. And he visited uh, Napa Valley College about two years ago, and he had this to say to ev everyone who was assembled there in the Performing Arts Center. And I wrote it down <laughs> in my little notebook. Um, a community needs to know its history. It needs to know where it's been so it can decide where it wants to go. So it's been in the spirit of, the, uh, of those words and that I've been working with Oscar Diado and the Office of Student Services on ways to uncover and shine a light on the long but often neglected history of Latinos in Napa, to understand the origins of the Mexican-American community here in Napa, how it grew to become one-third of the county's population, how Mexican immigrants have contributed to the success of the wine industry. I argue they're the backbone of the wine industry here. How they contributed to Napa's economic prosperity and how they've enriched Napa's culture as well as a magnitude of other ways and other kinds of contributions. 
But today I'm here to tell you about the Latino Hub's latest effort in this regard, and that's the Smithsonian Exhibition that's coming this fall to the Napa Valley Museum in Yonville. So this um, slide here, um, Bittersweet Harvest, Cosecha Marga, Cosecha Dulce. This is a bilingual exhibition that tells the story of the Bracero program, which was the largest guest worker program in U.S. history. <clears throat> um, it began as an agreement between the United States and Mexican governments a few months after the bombing of Pearl Harbor and just after the U.S. entry into World War II. At the time, there was this huge shortage of workers in agriculture and on the railroads when American men were all signing up to join the armed services and they were off to, um, to war effort and to uh, work in the war industries, which were much better paying jobs than agriculture and railroads. Um, so to fill the gap, the U.S. turned to Mexico. And, a Me and Mexican men throughout rural Mexico signed up in the thousands. Here's a photograph from the upcoming exhibition. just shows a huge line. I'm not quite sure where this photo has taken place, but men from all over rural Mexico um, heeded this call and to come and sign up for uh, short-term contracts to work on farms and in the railroads across the U.S., so literally thousands came, tens of thousands. Jim can fill us in on closer to the, the estimates, the numbers. And they came to Napa as well. This is, well, um, this is a photo from the exhibition of uh, you know, some of the workers arriving. They, they had special trains. The transportation was all set up. It was a highly organized effort, particularly at the beginning. And they came to Napa as well. And here is another rough, fuzzy photograph, hoping to get a better one, of a page from the St. Helena Star. And it featured this photograph of um, men who'd come on this bus who were brought from Sacramento. They were braceros. And they arrived to work on Valley Farms, as the um, headline reads, the caption. And uh, further down, you can't see it here, it says um, that the, the, first, the, first, the first contingent of 78 Mexican nationals, as they call them, came to work on Napa farms. And they were working here for the, on farms, orchards, and in the vineyards. Now, the, um, and that prior slide was from 1943, from uh, May of 43, that first contingent. This is uh, taken from an October issue of the St. Helena Star. Again, Mexican nationals play a vital part in the Valley's agriculture. And sorry, you can't read the very fuzzy um, caption, but um, it reads in part, um, it notes that their labor, the Bracero's labor, quote, has been the most important single factor in the successful cultivation of the Valley's crops this year. Literally, um, close quote, literally the Braceros saved Napa agriculture, as they did many other places across the country. So this is the um, primary, the, the opening poster for the exhibition um, uh, of the, the Smithsonian's traveling exhibition uh, called Bittersweet Harvest. Now, this exhibition tells the story of the Bracero program at the national level. And these... Um, posters we put up here, thanks to uh, Marta Navarro and her team, are, are just some um, 
posters the Smithsonian prepared to help organizations um, advertise the um, the exhibition. That's uh, some of those photos that are sort of manipulated will be in the exhibition. But there's some nice little captions, descriptions of these key points of of the exhibition that's divided into the the story, la historia, el viaje, the journey, la cosecha, the harvest, amarga dulce, the bittersweet aspect of it, la comunidad, the communities back in Mexico that were left um, behind when the workers came here, and then the legacy. Well, here, um, <clears throat> here in Napa, um, bringing the... Um, the exhibition to Napa is really the result of the collaboration between the college and several community organizations here in Napa, and I listed a number of those in that flyer you have about uh, the description of this of the presentation. It was the Latino Hub that really began negotiations with the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C., and that was over two years ago. This stuff takes time. Uh, we worked closely with historical societies here in Napa and St. Helena and with the Napa County Library, with Latino Leadership Forum, the Hispanic Network, really to find a venue. Originally, we were hoping to even host it here at the college, but we just were not able to um, provide a venue that met the Smithsonian's requirements. So fortunately, um, the Napa Valley Museum in Yountville stepped in, and they're going to be hosting the exhibition. And um, it's just, uh, we have it written in several places, but just so that you can put it in your brains or make a note of it, it's going to be opening September 2nd in Yonkville. It will run for 10 weeks through November 12th um, this year, 2017. So um, here at the college... This It's also been a collaborative effort with Stephanie Groves from the library, with the Puente program, with Nadine Gravett-Wade in the Work Experience program, with Jim McGowan of the History Department, and with a group of really dedicated and committed students and volunteers who participated in a research seminar that I ran um, a couple of years, in the spring of 2015. Um, we worked with curators at the National Museum of American History in Washington, D.C., and we were able to obtain two paid internships for Napa Valley College students to go to uh, Washington for 10-week uh, paid internships um, summer of 2015. And um, Doug wrote up a nice little piece that appeared in the, um, Doug Ernst, that appeared in the uh, Napa Register about the students. Um, going to Washington. Those students were Gladys Aguilar and Jessica De Leon. And, with, and we worked with Jim and, um, to help uh, create a new class in the history department. So um, right now I'd like to turn it over to Professor Jim McGowan to tell you a little bit about this really innovative class he taught this past semester and how his students' work will contribute to the Bracero exhibition in the fall. And then after that, I'll come back and for some wrap-up comments. So, Jim. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Um, thank you very much for uh, giving me this opportunity to speak to you today. Um, I'll keep my comments short because I know we've all got business to attend to. Um, Sandy approached me a couple of semesters ago about uh, creating some sort of research class uh, that could supplement the ongoing Latinos in Napa project, and specifically this uh, hosting of the Bracero um, Bittersweet Harvest exhibit. 
Because as Sandy mentioned in her comments, the exhibit that we'll be showing in the fall uh, concentrates on the legacies of the project at the national level. But we were very much interested in trying to document um, the legacy of the project at the local level. And so uh, as we were fleshing out um, how we might do that, the idea of an oral history seminar uh, dawned on me. And this is something I had done in my uh, undergraduate education years before. And uh, oral history is essentially an interview-based uh, historical methodology um, that supplements um, sort of living uh, people as historical sources uh, with more traditional historical methodologies. And so um, with some help from uh, various groups on campus, uh, the library, the Office of Instruction, uh, we were able to get that, uh, that course up and running. And I had... 13 students who enrolled in it in the spring, and I believe uh, 11 finished, and 10 were able to actually interview um, someone in the course of their research. Uh, most of the interview narrators were children of braceros, men who had been uh, bracero workers who then settled after the program ended or towards the end of, of, of their work with the program who had settled in and around uh, Napa. And um, most of those men are no longer with us. Uh, but their children are. And um, the students interviewed them and then did a lot of work researching the Bracero program, its legacies in California, the way it worked, um, and uh, but most importantly, the centerpiece of those interviews. And those interviews will go on to be part of the local supplement um, to the Bittersweet Harvest exhibit coming up in the fall. So we'll have, I hope, the, the Bittersweet Harvest exhibit that you see samples of on the wall, and then right next door, perhaps even woven into it, will be um, sort of the, the local aspect of that. And uh, the students' work will have contributed um, significantly to that. Lots and lots of stories, very compelling and interesting family stories, um, and really, I think, bringing to light the legacy of the project to our local community Many of these individuals are professionals, they are civil servants, they are very much part of the um, town of Napa and the, and the valley in general. And they themselves and their successes here are directly part of the legacy of the Bracero Project. Um, and uh, Napa Valley College students were uh, instrumental in uncovering that history. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to display some of it in the fall and um, continue on uh, this community history class in the future, maybe not focused on the Bracero Project itself, but keeping students involved in researching and interviewing uh, local um, people and uh, history of our valley. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. And um, something that um, I just have to add in that working with the students, so when I had the opportunity to a couple of years ago, and I think uh, Jim got elements of this too, it is so exciting to see them get turned on and engaged and all of a sudden light bulbs go off. Uh, when we were talking about um, uh, the, uh, the early California presence in this valley and um, the... Uh, the land grants in this area, and Cayetano Juarez, who was one of the land grants, and all of a sudden, what? There's his name on a street. He's donated the cemetery in Napa. All of a sudden, they were making connections between what they saw and just wandered past or drove past and what was on the, the cultural landscape and 
what preceded them. So there's, um, I don't know, history is so cool. And it can really do a lot, really. Yes, so. And uh, although I'm not a historian, a cultural geographer, we really draw a lot on history. Um, You have to know it to know where we are, how we got to where we are today. Let me just say a quickly a little bit about the Smithsonian's traveling exhibition that I hope you will all really be up there in multiple times and take friends and so forth. We will tell you more about that as they um, as we get closer to it. But this exhibition, they designed it um, first opened at the National Museum in Washington D.C. on the Mall in 2009. On, in 2010, it went on the road as a traveling exhibition, and. Um, it was in such demand that they had to keep extending it. More communities wanted to have it in their community. It has been, um, I think it was originally slated to go maybe for four years. They kept extending it. It's gone, been going on for seven years. Finally now they said, yeah, basta, it's it. You know, <laughs> we're ending it. Its last stop is here in Napa. And what is so exciting about that to me is that it's also the 75th anniversary of the signing of the Bracero Accords. So, I mean, Napa, whose um, I argue and the research I've done all points to, um, this valley was able to take off as this extraordinary wine-growing region thanks to Mexican immigrant labor. And that was no accident. It didn't align wine arrive here by accident or from the sky. It was the Bracero program that got that whole process going. So um, the roots of the wine industry really um, are one part of those roots are also in the Bracero program and the people who came as Braceros and their legacy. So um, to return to a point I made a little earlier um, about the current anti-immigrant climate that we're living in, and that's... um, See, uh, it's. I think we've got an opportunity with this um, exhibition to um, do something about that, um, because this climate really is is uh, the anti-immigrant sentiment is really designed to drive a wedge between groups in our society and to scapegoat newcomers or particular groups. But I also wanted, and I wanted to show you that it wasn't always that way, even with, um, you know, people who are right now living in considerable fear. Take you back again to this particular uh, slide that I showed you about from the St. Helena Star. And uh, another piece of that quote that is totally illegible, um, but I will have a better copy of it for the exhibition. It reads, and this is from 1943, Quote, despite the language barrier, local people have formed a high regard for them. We're referring to the Mexican nationals who play this vital part in the valley's agriculture. Later on, here's another um, uh, photograph and caption from the San Helena Star again, and it's talking about the Mexican independence celebration in the Native Sons Hall. And notice, and this is um, for uh, the celebration would have been September 16th, 1943. Notice that the Mexican flag and the U.S. flag are raised together. There was music and entertainment. The Mexican consul from San Francisco was there. And the caption reads in part, quote, 
So many Americans came to help their Mexican friends celebrate the latter's Independence Day last Saturday that there was some doubt as to whose party it was anyway. Um, so there was quite a bit of gratitude. And there are other very interesting incidents. You go back into the um, archives and the newspapers. Other incidents about um, the St. Helena High School organized um, a language program to teach Spanish to the growers and to the employers and to teach some English to the braceros. So the community was really reaching out, and I think there's more stories to uh, be uncovered there. Um, here's a poster. Granted, this is a propaganda poster from that period, but it reflects the official government attitude towards Mexico and Mexicans, and it's a pretty different attitude than we've got today. So Americans, Americanos todos, luchamos por la victoria. Americans all, let's fight for victory. Uh, hats off, it's called. Now, the Bracero program lasted for 20 years, through the 1950s until it was terminated in 1964. And the exhibit gets into some of the reasons uh, why and what was going on there. Now, this, um, as I, and so this is another photograph. I'm not sure it's from the exhibition or a separate um, photograph of Braceros in a, in a field. And, um, but this particular group of Braceros uh, got work at uh, the Mondavi's Charles Krug Winery in 1952. Now, they stayed on and um, brought uh, friends and relatives, and um, they, the Mondavi's made available a little shed out back. That's where they uh, lived. And um, they helped plant and tend the vineyards. They and a lot of the other Braceros and um, subsequent workers who came from the Braceros same hometowns, um, they're the ones who really planted the vineyards and helped transform this valley into the great wine, world-class wine-growing region it is today. And um, this, some of you may have already seen this. Uh, here's from Sunset Magazine, um, talking about wine-growing in the valley, but the two peaks picture the two people on that uh, cover, they're not, their names are not noted um, by sunset, but on the right, it happens to be Rosara Segura's father, <laughs> uh, Enrique Segura, a Bracero, one of those first four, and then the young man they're helping and making sure it's, a, it's his nephew, who is um, Oscar Diaro, I think you all know. Um, so that, the, the roots of the Latino community go back. And um, so the families, uh, through hard work and sacrifice, they, they brought their families here, raised them to give children more opportunity than they'd had back home. And with help from teachers and mentors and professionals, um, many of those children went on to become our educators, professionals, public servants, Jim was mentioning, businessmen, and even award-winning winemakers. Now... The history we're committed to telling alongside the Smithsonian's Bittersweet Harvest exhibition that uh, Jim um, alluded to is really just one part of the rich history of Mexicans in Napa. Um, but I wanted to say it's really a shared history. It's not their history. It's Napa's history. It's, it's of immigrants and locals, and I think it's a history worth celebrating it. And I believe that in telling it, it instills a sense of pride in Latino students. I've seen that firsthand. It generates, there's a potential to generate a wider sense of appreciation for the Latino contribution to Napa. 
And it shows how we, and Napa Valley College and what it's doing with this exhibition and support, can really start to build bridges across what does not need to be dividing us. So um, this is just a little information on the final slide about uh, the title, just the English version of the title, when it's going to be, September 2nd, November 12th in Yonville. And I really hope, uh, I look forward to your questions. I hope we can think of ways where the college, the board, all of you here can help generate interest in the exhibition, um, attend it, um, help us make sure that it really, I think, fulfills a promise of starting to build bridges and um, also uh, an attitude of appreciation and celebration for all happens. So thanks very much. I just wondered if you've been working with Miriam Hansen up in St. Helena. Oh, yes. Actually, it's thanks to her that we have some of the St. Helena Star material. Yeah, yes. that you're, you're, you, she should definitely be able to get you better copies. Yes, well, <laughs> exactly. She, she's one of the few that has this, um, the originals. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and one other thing, if I didn't point it out, I was talking about it before, is you know, the 75th, it's the 75th anniversary of the signing of the Bracero Accords also the 75th anniversary of the beginning of Napa College. So they may not have been intertwined together, but I think there's some legacy where they're connected now. So maybe you can you know, make use of that little factoid. Sandy, what, what, hap- I'm sorry. what happens to the, when it leaves Napa, then does it just go back on exhibition at the Smithsonian? It's it shipped back and probably goes in a warehouse. Dang. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, would it's get it. Or would uh, just stay there forever. I don't know. I'll have to ask my moles. What yeah, they yeah, do with it. Be interesting to see whether we could keep it for longer. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Find so. it a home. You know, yeah, they need a, a home. crate. Mm-hmm. There are actually two copies of the exhibition that have been circulating, and so um, I don't know what they're planning on doing with it. But I'll ask. Thank you. Any other questions? Yes. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. So and this will be just for the board. I'll, I'll um, in our board report that works on this. We'll we'll include this pre-board workshop, so that we'll have links and this this recording and all of that.